Did you know in Arizona, taxpayers have choices about where to direct their state taxes? If you have a desire to help families afford the education they choose for their children, sit back, listen, and be inspired. You are listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. Welcome to Creating Future Leaders. This is Colleen McCoy-Sika, and today I am welcoming a guest from Brigade Catholic. So I want to welcome Miranda Maciel to the podcast today and thank her for joining me. Catholic Education Arizona is a school tuition organization that turns tax credit contributions from individuals and corporations into scholarships for students. At CEA, we create future leaders. Today's guest is here to promote the great things happening at Borgade Catholic and to remind families that because of tax credit programs and other school choice programs, Catholic education is affordable and accessible to any family that desires it. Welcome to the program, Miranda. Thank you, Colleen. Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? I am a graduate of Borgade Catholic High School. I graduated in 2013. It was just a huge part of who I am. I went to Catholic grade school when we first moved here to Arizona when I was seven and fell in love with the culture, the atmosphere, and just the way this diocese chooses to form students. Once my family toured Borgay Catholic, I knew it was the right fit for me. So I'm now serving as the Director of Marketing and Admissions, and it's kind of full circle. I get to work with families now that are choosing to make the same gift to their students. So it's a complete honor, and I just think of myself and my parents in those seats with every family that I'm working with. Did you ever think that you would be the Director of Admissions and Marketing for your alma mater? I did not. I, I <laughs> promise you I did not. I actually came back and taught yearbook for a year, three years after I had graduated, so the seniors would have been freshmen when I was there, and that was a little bit too close for comfort. Some of them remembered being in the drama club with me, and I realized, yeah, it's not really my gift to teach. Yeah. Marketing and admissions really is where I, f I feel comfortable and I feel at home, and I feel like I can really speak to what Borgade can offer each family. So I, I love it, but no, I never expected it. Sometimes that's the most fun. Being along the journey and just doing what we're called to do and showing up and being along for the, the ride of whatever God has planned for us mm -hmm. is way more interesting than anything we ever could have planned for ourselves. So glad, yes. so glad that yes. you're there. Yeah. Me too. How long has Borgade been around and what are some highlights of its history? So we were founded in 1962. We're named after Bishop Peter Borgade, who is a bishop of the Diocese of Tucson before the Diocese of Phoenix existed. We've had some religious in and out of Borgade's Marian priests. We've had sisters. We have a sister back this year, uh, so we have that spirit on campus again. We have Father David Leffler currently as our chaplain, and he is just phenomenal. Over the history of Borgade, we have just had some wonderful students who are using their God-given talents in a variety of beautiful ways and the same with their teachers and staffs. We've had teachers that were there for long periods of time. You know, we had Mary Palsma in the math and science department. We had Rich Browner in the theology department. He was there for 20 years. Uh, Donna Stossel in the math department. And then we've had a lot of legacy families. Uh, we have an Estefan family that had students in our seat, I want to say, since 1974. There was a stretch of at least one member of their family almost every single year since then. There was a small gap when the littles were becoming high school age, but other than that, the last ones graduated in 2018, I believe, or 18. So That's incredible. Just a lot of legacy and a lot of that family community aspect that really, I think, is a huge part of what makes Borgate just so unique. Families like that are actually part of the history, and they're mm -hmm. a testament to the school. 
for yeah. families to keep coming back and, and to trust it for their family's formation. That's pretty amazing. As admissions director, you have the opportunity to tell families about Borgade's best qualities and all the reasons why they should come there why they should choose your school. Mm -hmm. So what sets Borgate apart from the other schools? Well, I'm completely biased, again, as, <laughs> as someone who went there, but I think every Catholic school has their own identity and, and vision and mission, and we all form students. I just think that Borgate does it in a very unique way. Again, family and community is such a huge part of who we are. And as someone who walked those halls, and I remember being a freshman and getting to know teachers that are still part of my life today, now they're more like, some of them are big sisters I never wanted because they know me so well they can push me and call me to be better when I maybe don't want to be. But they really take the time to know each and every student. So our, our faculty and staff will take the time to know like this student would excel in robotics and they can encourage a student maybe who's too shy to try it to go out and go to a club meeting and, and fall in love with something that they can excel at. Our financial aid team is so hands-on and we have Sue Rounds who's been there forever and she's just amazing at what she does and they work with each family individually to really make sure that it can be affordable and that if your student is going to fit in this journey here with us that, that it can be the right fit and that finances isn't a reason why you can't choose Catholic education and then we're college prep so we're offering AP classes to our students and they're scoring fives and they're getting college credit before they even leave our campus so again I think Borgate's kind of amazing but I am a little biased and I have no no problem admitting that. <laughs> no, those are all great things. Those are things to get excited about. Thinking about the faculty and so many of the people mm -hmm. who teach there and who are on staff, who, who I know as well, they are a gift. They're a gift to the community. They're a gift to the students and the families. And and I think so. people don't come to Borgay just to be passing. They spend time and they give of themselves. And so even when they do leave, you know, we've had members of our staff and faculty who have passed, but their legacy continues to live on. Our Kara Caruso with our college counseling and everything that she brought to the student council and great Henke with the baseball team and everything that he offered for counseling as well you know they, they didn't just pass and they weren't forgotten our current counselors are living up to those expectations and we still feel them in our hallways every day so it's just once you're a part of Borgade you're kind of always a golden eagle and mm -hmm. I love that so let's talk about some of the students that have passed mm -hmm. through the halls Alumni stories are of great interest. I've, I've mm -hmm. learned this being here actually at CEA and publishing stories about alumni from the different schools. People are really interested in what graduates are doing with themselves. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of the alumni success stories. How does Borgade contribute to the world through its graduates? One thing that I think is very unique about Borgate is how many of our alumni come back to teach or give of their time in the community. So right now we have nine graduates that work on staff or are coaches or volunteer of their time. As far back as we've had people 83 and beyond, and then most current, we have our technology assistant from the graduating class 2020. You know, again, you, you're a golden eagle for life once you are a golden eagle. So seeing that our students not only love what they experienced on campus, but want to come back and do that for the next generation is something that I think is very uniquely Borgade. And I love seeing that. I love seeing classmates that are now teaching and someone that graduated a few years older than me that's now a, a director. You, you can come back and make a difference. But we also had students that have gone on to play college sports, have gone on to Ivy League schools. A graduate, again, another legacy family. She is a 
speech pathologist specializing in sensory disorder specializes with littles so it's getting that taken care of when they're young so that by the time they are in grade school and in high school they're able to be successful and not feel like they're different than anyone else because of something that they have. Uh, we have a student Will Curran from the graduating class of 2008 so he went on to be an entrepreneur he rebranded a DJing company in Tempe and now does it's called Endless Entertainment and he actually came back and spoke to our entrepreneurship class and kind of encourage the students to start their own business and how to get started with that and how to take the, what they're learning in the classroom right now and starting a, an idea at least so that by the time they graduate next year because these are juniors and seniors that take this class they already have an idea of how to start something. We had a student who graduated go play softball and now is a recruiter for a college program as well. So our students again are using their God-given talents to make a difference not only at Borgade but also all around the community in Arizona and nationwide. When families come to visit Borgade, let's say they're not they're not legacy families. Mm-hmm. These are new families and they come and they say, "We want to be part of this, but we can't afford it." As you said earlier, mm-hmm. Sue Rounds is really great about making it possible yes. for families to come to Borgate, and she's fantastic. But how do you handle that? You're on the front line. You're often the first one mm-hmm. that the families are talking to, right? When you hear families say, we love it here, but we can't afford it, how do you handle that? So that question or that statement usually comes up either as we're finishing our first stop on the tour, which is our Blue Angels Hall that has a wall of pictures of alumni of donors and it's a beautiful wall that has beautiful bright canvas photos and it says Borgate Catholic High School huge Mm -hmm. existing 1962 and it's usually after that moment when they realize yeah this is the perfect fit for our student but oh my gosh I can't and I tell them my mom thought the same thing and so did my dad I was that student and so was my sister that technically we shouldn't have been able to afford it if you look at where our family comes from but again we were able to sit down with the finance team, uh, our wonderful bilingual finance team that works with each family, and say, this is what we can do, and and how do we make it possible? It wasn't, how are you going to make it possible? It was, how are we, because we're a team, you know? I always tell our families, and we have some that come in, and they've had public school their whole life, and this is the the gift they want to give their high school students is Catholic education, and that look in their eye of, I don't know how I'm going to do this, is real. And the first thing I do is validate that concern and say, yes, it is a real concern, and you're right, it is going to be work, but we can do it together. And I share with them, I remember sitting with my mom every year doing the CEA FAIR app, actually. I remember it because we would work on the essay portion together. It didn't matter how many times I told her to please just hit enter. She would hit refresh on the computer screen and it would drive me crazy. So I think we wrote that FAIR app section like three times every year. Telling them that it can be done and it's just going to take time and work and effort. And if you can look at what STOs are out there and if you can redirect if you can work with CEA and get your application in on time. It's about getting those deadlines and planning them out and don't be scared of there's so many deadlines I have to think about. It's making a calendar and sitting down and say these are the ones that we qualify for. This is what we can reasonably do and and doing it. But it's that planning so that it doesn't look overwhelming. That's what I tell these families. There are so many people who are moving to Arizona. There mm-hmm. are so many people, as you said, who have just been in public school all their lives and, and they don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they don't really know the gift of tax credits and the school choice programs that are available here in Arizona. 
which here in Arizona, we've kind of set the bar for the country between Arizona yes. and Florida. It doesn't get much better than what we can do for families. When you're talking to them about not just CEA, but working with other STOs, I can understand how that can become a little bit overwhelming. But I know that the people at Borgade will sit down with families, will help them through that FAIR app, will mm -hmm. give them information in Spanish if that's what they need, will sit down with their tax returns and yes. just every step of the way, Thankfully, right? I'm not the only person who goes over finance with these families because <laughs> I am not the expert. I am by no means an expert, but I can tell them, for, again, from my experience as the student, and sometimes it is the student that says, I want this, and my mom says, I have to do it. And I will tell them, it's work. But again, you're not alone. You know, our, we're, our staff is never going to say, hey, you want Catholic education? Great. Good luck. Truly, we'll meet with you before school, after school. If you are a parent that gets off work at six o'clock and you can't have a phone call until six, they will do that with you. It's just validating that concern. I make it a point to never say it just costs this much to go to Borgade because I had someone do that with another family one time and saying just really invalidated their fears. And so I make it a point to say, this is how much it costs and we are going to work together to help you find scholarships and STOs that you can apply for to make that affordable. It's a sacrifice for families. It's an investment and it's worth it. It absolutely is. I tell my mom, if I knew that our struggle, that my struggle one day if I have kids will be what it was for us, I would choose it. I would choose it every single day. I know that CEA supports uh, a lot of families yes. at Borgate. We work together mm -hmm. very closely. Here, Catholic Education Arizona, Borgate Catholic, we work together very closely. We, we, we support many of your families. And again, that's the investment of anybody that directs their tax credits to CEA. That's their investment in the belief in Catholic education for these families too. It's really wonderful to be part of that. I know that sometimes families can feel like we're the only ones mm -hmm. or there's only a few families or we can't afford it and it's uncomfortable especially if they've come from public school and this is the first time that they're talking about getting scholarships for high school and how do we do that it's really the majority of families and honestly yes, in the diocese in the entire diocese mm -hmm. like let's talk about your school but in the entire diocese CEA actually and this is just one STO mm -hmm. of a very large number of STOs we support at least 45% of the families in the Diocese of Phoenix, and many of those are at Borgade. I think the fact that CEA is present at parishes that don't even have schools goes to show that our students need it. It doesn't matter if they're at a school that's attached to a parish or they're at a parish that may be the closest Catholic school is a 10 to 15 minute drive away. You guys are there because there's a need. Right. And recognizing that and sh letting your family know that you're not singled out because you're applying for this, it's because again, you're wanting to make this gift and you're wanting to invest in your student. It's something that for us, about 90% of our students receive some sort of aid. Mm -hmm. um, part of our process in getting any kind of aid is you have to apply for three STOs and then if you qualify as a family, three additional scholarships. And it really is because there's so many different ways that you can get that kind of funding. You don't want to limit yourself and say, I'm only going to rely on this one. And then if I can't get that one or I only get this one, that's the only aid I have. It's no, there's so many options out there for families who want to maximize those dollars. And there are many schools that do that. Yes. That every single family in the school applies mm -hmm. for CEA and other STOs Correct. so that they can put all of those together mm -hmm. and, and, and that's how it becomes affordable. Yes. Yeah. What about after the investment is made? And, you know, again, once a family is there and they love the atmosphere and they say, this is where we want to go, 
then you, you, you've got them hooked, but you say, this is what the investment is going to get you. Mm-hmm. And you can talk about all of these wonderful alumni stories that you talked about a little bit ago. But I know that Borgade has had some record totals for college scholarships in the past. Yes. So <laughs> in the past couple of years, about how much have the students, the graduates from Borgade, who is it 98% of them go on to college? 98% of students who graduate enroll in college. Uh, usually the other 2% are enlist in military. Okay. Um, I know this year we have two students for sure that are planning to enlist right after. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, 98% enroll in college or university right after. And the last three, so class of 2018, 2019, 2020, received collectively $24 million in college scholarships, and they were accepted to 120 colleges and universities. It's really beautiful to be able to speak to our eighth graders when they start asking questions about, well, what if I don't want to stay in Arizona for college? That's okay. You can do that. We will help you. We're not going to only help you stay in state. We have students that do stay in state and receive scholarship, you know, based on merit, academic merit and athletic ability as well. Uh, We even had a couple students who have gone to different art schools based on their, whether it be studio or performing arts as well, which is also phenomenal. Again, it's using those God-given talents and, and taking them out in the world, you know, something to be so proud of. But Yes, we do have some amazing college counselors. Again, that stems back to Carol Caruso and her very intentional time in our College 101 classes and bringing those college representatives to our students and telling them it can be affordable, but you have to put in the work. Bringing them to our students to have time for those one-on-one questions to look at some schools that maybe they wouldn't have considered before. Once a student does come to Borgate, it it really doesn't stop there. It's, this Mm -hmm. is incredible. Now I get to go to this school. But getting in the door at Borgade, it allows them to start looking at the world differently and looking at the opportunities that now they can have. Mm-hmm. And there are people there to open doors for them and help them to see things differently. And it changes their enti- it changes the trajectory of their entire life. Absolutely does. <laughs> it absolutely does. I, I always say it, we, our goal is to have our students fit in. They fit in with our community. They fit in. They feel comfortable. They feel welcome. But we also want them to stand out. So you fit in and stand out. Mm-hmm. You stand out on the field if you're an athlete, on the court if you're an athlete. Art program, like I said, they are phenomenal artists. I'm blown away at what our students are able to do with clay, with paint, with a pencil. It's beyond me. And then our students, our academic students that are taking those dual enrollment, those AP classes, a lot of our student athletes do take both, but it's saying, okay, I was successful at Borgay, but that's not where I'm going to stop. I'm going to continue to be successful. I'm going to be the first in my family to go to college. I'm going to be the first in my family to graduate college and to choose to continue on and pursue higher education afterwards and not saying, okay, you were successful here. That's great. Good luck. There is something about being in a Catholic school environment, and I know that it happens at Borgade, where people's gifts tend to bubble up to the top Mm -hmm. and they really start to see their own potential and surprise themselves. It is so beautiful to see. It goes back to that idea of the dignity of each person in that you're not just a number. And this is, again, all our Catholic schools. This isn't unique to just Borgade, but I've seen it at Borgade as a student and now working there is you have dignity of worth and we're going to help you shine. And you might have a skill set that you didn't know and we're going to bring that out of you and you might fall in love with that. That's something that was probably brought out in you while you were a student there. It's part of who mm-hmm. you are, but now you get to give it back and do the same for others. It's a really special year It is <laughs> in education, isn't it? But is there anything else that you want to add just to highlight the amazing things that are happening at Borgade, even in this particular moment in time? How did Borgade pivot? What are you, why are you proud to be part of the community this year? I am really proud proud of both our students and our teachers and not because they're just amazing at what they do but because of the way they really have 
take an ownership of what's happening and not let virtual and hybrid learning own them. Our teachers have been so creative with using their tools and using their resources and really taking it to the students even if they're learning from home. Our student council in particular, uh, the beginning or the end of last school year and the beginning of this, have really worked intentionally about keeping our virtual learners just as engaged as if they were in person. And so creating different programs where they can speak to each other weekly in faith family meetings to talk about different struggles, not just academically or with their faith life, but even social struggles that they're dealing with. You know, how, how are you staying connected to your community when you're sitting in your bedroom mm-hmm. all day? And so our student council and our core team, so the faith leaders on our campus that are student-led, have really been intentional about making sure that all of our students feel connected and that you're not just logging in at eight and logging out at three, that you have support constantly. And it's a very student-driven program, and so that's been really beautiful to see. And then seeing our faculty, we have quite a few new teachers this year, just really come in with that same belief and that same mission and vision of forming your students and not just educating them, not just teaching them, and then leaving your forming their whole mind, body, and soul, and really just investing and seeing them logging into the live stream to support our students while they're on the field for a game, or going into club meetings and seeing all the work that our students are already working towards and the different projects they want to bring out in the spring and how they're going to do spirit week for students that are on campus and in person and keeping things safe. So overall, just our community has really in a time where they could have been a little bit divisive and you could feel at home and in person and be very separate. Mm-hmm. It feels just as together as if it were a regular school year. And that's not something I expected, to be honest. It's something that I thought we would struggle with, but our, our students and our faculty have just made sure that it's a priority. When the community is strong, the community is strong. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's, all, that's what it is, right? It's so beautiful to see. I love mm-hmm. it. If there are any listeners out there that are, it it is open house season, and I don't know if you're doing any actual open houses or if you are depending on families to make appointments or come in. It's going to look a little bit different this year in your world. It is, yes. Mm -hmm. In the admissions world, it's very, very different this year. So we are doing away with our open house. Um, We did do information nights in the past, which are much more intentional, where you're hearing from five of our school leaders and then a student testimony. We're doing this fully virtual. First one is October 22nd. It's going to be on Zoom, and it's fully bilingual. So every single section of it, English English first, Spanish second, Spanish first, English second, each teacher, each presenter flip-flops. And then we're offering private tours that will still be led by a student ambassador. So you can choose if mornings are better for your family and your schedule, come in the morning and we'll give you a tour of campus. If you'd like to come in during class times and see what our school looks like during the day, we're able to do that. So you can safely come and look at the classrooms from outside, see our bigger rooms and walk around campus completely. Or if you need to come at six o'clock, because again, you're not off work till 5.30 and you can pick up your student and then come at six, we're able to do that as well. But our our focus is gonna be those information nights because it'll provide a smaller group time with our five key leaders on campus and can allow parents to ask those questions in the chat and feel comfortable getting them answered as well. For those who are interested in learning more about Borgade, we would encourage you then to reach out to Miranda, look on the website, find out how you can attend one of those information nights. And if you are someone listening who is interested in contributing to scholarships for students in the Diocese of Phoenix or at 
Borgade Catholic. You can you can choose to direct your state tax dollars to Borgade Catholic for scholarships for students. If you'd like to learn how to do that and create future leaders with Catholic Education Arizona, visit our website at ceaz.org or call us at 602-218-6542. I want to thank Miranda Maciel for being part of the podcast today for all she does at Borgade. And I also want to thank our listeners for hanging out with us today. It is always a great day at CEA, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. For more information, visit us at www.catholiceducationarizona.org.